And we're back to another edition of the MDM Podcast. Uh, today is what? December 20th, or 21st, a couple days till Christmas. Today I'm joined by Ryan Kindler and Trevor Markowski. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Good, thanks, Joe. All right, so uh, before we start, because we're doing a baseball today, tell us about the teams that you guys root for. I'm a fan of the New York Yankees. Uh, I also like the Yankees, too. All right, so we're all Yankee fans here, and we will promise to be as non-biased as possible. But we're going to start with Garrett Cole, who is finally a New York Yankee, nine years, $324 million. Uh, What do you guys think of this contract? We'll start with Ryan. I think the Yankees did the right thing by going out and getting the pitcher that they needed to solidify this rotation that's been struggling the past couple of years. You got Tanaka as your number two starter now. Um, actually, no. Tanaka's number three. Severino's two. And so, so you want Paxton down to four? That's interesting. That's that's the first time I've heard that. Trevor, what about you? What do you think about this? Well, I kind of agree with Paxton. It should be four because, you know, Garrett Cole's obviously, I think, the best pitcher in baseball right now. Yeah. I think Severino's an ace. He's number two. Tanaka is a, a, a top-end starter. And, you know, Paxton, he only played, I think, good for half a season. So how can you put him ahead of those three other guys who have accomplished more? Well, I think I, I, I think it's very easy to uh, for Tanaka and Sevi to get mixed up just because I think they're very – not very similar, but I think they're on the same level as uh, as far as stats so far. So Luis Severino had one good half a season – in 2018, hasn't been healthy, hasn't proved anything else. So I'm not basing Luis Severino off a half of a season. And but, he did, but he did pitch well in that postseason game against the Twins with that bases loaded. He, pit, he had tremendous pitches in that game to get out of that jam. He also had two really bad wild card games. So I mean, so if, even if you're basing it off postseason, I still don't agree. I think Jay's passion is just more. Uh, his, his stuff's much better. Sevi and, and Tanaka, like I said, it's 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 close. Uh, I think it goes down to a spring training battle, whoever does best there. But for me, it's a no-brainer. Pax is number two. Go ahead, Trevor. You can Wait, finish. If, he, if Herman comes back, would he be the fifth starter or would he be a long relief? Well, <laughs> that's actually a very good question because what is what, what are we doing with Domingo Herman? Is he coming back? Is MLB going to suspend him? Without a doubt, they will. What, what What's going to happen with Domingo Herman? And also, you have to wonder what's going to happen with Jay Happ. Is he getting traded? There's a lot of questions in this rotation still, but the one through four is pretty consistent and really solid, and you can make an argument it's one of the deepest in baseball. Well, the point I was going to say for the fifth starter right now, if I had to give the fifth starter, I would give it to uh, Jonathan Lowe I think he deserves the fifth spot. He's a good long relief pitcher, too. Uh, um, if Herman does not come back, then yes, I definitely put him in there. Hap struggled last year over five ERA. Um, yeah, you have a lot of options for long relief. Well, I think finding a new place for J.A. Happ would be a benefit. I don't. I can't see anyone taking J.A. Happ. I mean, I, I you keep seeing the reports he wants to play in the National League. I can't see a team that's going to take him and his what was it eighteen million dollars or twenty million dollars. I can't see a team taking that. So the fifth starter in the uh, for next year is going to be up in the air. Is it could, like you said, it could be Luizaga, it could be Herman if he's not suspended. It could be uh, let's even put in Luis Sessa. It could be a bunch of guys. Excuse me. Garcia, the, the top prospect. Could Ooh, be now you see, I am totally for keeping him in the minor leagues until April. What is it, twelfth? Just to get an extra year on him, <laughs> I am totally for that. 
I think they got to change that rule with the April twelfth. I think that's stupid. Oh yeah. Well, you saw it last year with Alonzo. I think that had a lot of a lot of effect on it. I think they will eventually go forward to change that because look at the year Alonzo had. Guy had fifty three home runs. If he's not playing those first three weeks of the year, does he have fifty three home runs? No, it probably has sixty five. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, but anyway, back to Garrett Cole, who is by the by far the best pitcher on the planet right now. Is nine years too much for a pitcher? I'll start. I mean, the, he has a, the talent's unbelievable. His age is a little high, but not, I, I think nine years maybe one year too much, but not as bad as it would be for a regular picture. They said that extra year is what got Cole to say yes. Just yes, because uh, he had the eight-year contract, and then Mr. Steinbrenner um, reportedly added the um, ninth year, and that's when he was... For sure, yeah. And and I I was I came in here and I did a couple of shows about the uh, Yankee offseason and I said continuously, give this guy whatever he wants to be a New York Yankee, whatever he wants. If he wants eight years, nine years, ten years, uh, forty million, thirty million, whatever he wanted to be a Yankee, he's the best pitcher on the planet. Get it done. And when I saw Hal Steinbrenner call up Brian Cashman and say. You have the green light. This is our guy. A huge smile went to my face because this is the guy they've needed. This is the guy they haven't had since CCN09. This is what they needed, and they finally got it. They need to spend money on somebody this year. They couldn't let Ren- they could not sign Rendon, Strasburger, uh, Cole. They, the last person, I mean, they still have to pay Stanton was a, a giant contract, but they haven't went out and signed any. Since Sabathia in 09 that brought them to a World Series championship, and they you got, a, you got a good you got a good point there with you know I think Persia was on the Yankees and he, and he brought up Stanton. I would say with Stanton, everybody's getting on him. But last year he was injured for a lot, but when he wasn't injured, he played well. That's the thing I would say about Stanton. And we yeah, also like, sorry, go ahead. That's no, fine. Um, he had like two eighty or something with. I don't think he had a lot of home runs, did he? Nine home runs, maybe? 52 games? Yeah, but, yeah, he, I don't think he played 50 games. I don't think he played 50 games. He might have played like 15 games. I don't think he played 50 games. Uh, but we also haven't seen um, Jacoby Ellisbury's money come back yet, and there have been grievances filed back and forth. Uh, how do you guys see this Ellisbury uh, controversy ending? I'll start. I think, I think Ellisbury's going to get his money because the uh, – Yankees filed agreements. Ellsbury filed agreements. I think the Yankees should give him his money because he did sign the contract that he sh- needs to get his money up until a certain uh, point. So I think Ellsbury will, will get his money. I agree with that, but I think Ellsbury is just a waste of a spot on the roster the last couple of years. They um, they did sign this guy for, was it seven years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they went out and signed this guy, got... Uh, um, pay him a ridiculously amount of money. Who oh, he's obviously not worth it, and yeah, he deserves the money. But the way he's played, I don't think he deserves it. Now we also saw Brett Gardner come back at a one-year, twelve and a half million dollar deal with the team option for twenty twenty-one. I really like this deal, and it made sense to bring him back because you're not going to have Aaron Hicks for at least the first four or five months of the season. So him and Talkman are going to be holding the fort in center field. Uh, who's your opening day starter in center field? Would it be him, Gardner, or do you have someone else you want to throw in? I'm going to kind of go to 
guys there. Yeah, I, I said for yeah, an off the wall center field starter. How about Clint, how about Clint Frazier center field Ooh, to start That's tough. That's tough. I don't know if he's center. I mean, he's not center field material. That guy. Well, how about you judge the center and Frazier and Knight? That's the way I would do it. Judge the center. He's played center before. I don't. I don't like that, Trevor. <laughs> Ryan, what about you? I have Gardner after a career year. Um. Um. No. Yeah. Start in center field. No, I agree. I mean, what? I think he hit over twenty-five home runs last year, and him and Talkman, I think, will share a lot of the time in center field. I like giving Talkman some time because I think last year when he was at his peak, he hit three hundred, which is outstanding. So, no, without a doubt, Gardner opening day. But I do want to see a lot more Talkman. So before we, ha- sorry, go, sorry, go ahead, Trevor. Here's a question: Does does Maven get resigned? Is he still out there? Ooh, no, that's a tough. I don't. I can see him getting a good amount of money from another team. He had a pretty good year, and I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think he comes back here for depth. I think he gets a starting job somewhere. True, and I think the other thing for Gardner is it's going to be a year by year assessment. And if he plays well this year, he'll be back the following season. I think it's a year by year assessment with him. So, with all this being said. Are the Yankees now World Series favorites? I'm going to, yes, they are. I think they're better than Houston. I think they're better than the Dodgers right now. So, yeah, I think they are World Series favorites. Go ahead, they're Ryan. Serious. I agree. So, no, and this is how I this is how I look at it. So, in the American League, you look up at the teams that they're, that they're going up against. Red Sox cutting payroll. The Rays are sneaky. I'll give them that. The Astros, they lost Garrett Cole and whatever they're going to lose from the cheating scandal. The only team I look up and fear a little bit is the Minnesota Twins, and we all know the Yankees have no problem beating the Minnesota Twins. So, I think they're clear American League favorites. The National League is where it gets a little interesting because you got the Braves, you got the Nationals, you got the Phillies. I think that those teams give them a run for their money, so I'm not sure if they're World Series favorite yet. Anything else guys want to add about the Yankees? No. All right. So no, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I got nothing. Oh, okay. Sorry. So um, after all that, <laughs> I give my Yankees midseason, a mid off season grade an A. And let's go. Let's go to Trevor first. We'll, we'll, before after every team, I heard tell you after every team, we'll we'll give them a grade how they're doing so far. I agree with Joe on this one. I give the Yankees a an A. Ryan. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna give the Yankees an A. Best team in baseball, in my eyes. The only um, reason I didn't give him an A plus is because I think they needed a backup catcher, and Maldonado was the guy, but they just lost him to Houston, and they're gonna run Higgy. So I mean, I wouldn't call it a. I, I would still call it a perfect offseason, but they could have did a lot better. Tampa Bay Rays, here we go. Um, second place in the American League East last year. They've done a couple of things. They've signed Yoshi Tasugo to a two-year, twelve million dollar deal. He could play first, third, and left. The big trade was trading Tommy Pham. To San Diego for Hunter Redfro and Xavier Edwards, who's number seventy-two on the top hundred prospect list. They also extended Mike Zunino and DFA Jesus Aguilar. So, what are your guys' opinions on this Tommy Pham trade? We'll start with Trevor. Well, I actually don't like for Tommy Pham. I mean, Tommy Pham, you know, is a real staple in Tampa Bay. He really helped the lineup. I think it's a downgrade to go from Pham to Renfro. I would have kept Tommy Pham. I don't know why they traded him. Tommy Pham could play. Anywhere he could bat anywhere in the lineup, he will be a great player for um, San Diego, and hopefully they could bring San Diego to a playoff appearance for the first time in a long time. 
Now, I was looking at this trade, and at first I was with you, Trevor, because he really is a staple down there. But look at the return. You're getting a big power bat in Hunter Redfro. They, they've been lacking that right-handed pop. And they also get a top 100 prospect in Xavier Edwards. Again, number 72 on uh, the top 100 list. I think the Rays won this trade by a lot. And um, so with that being said, I give the Rays a B-plus this offseason. See, I actually think that the, the, the Padres won the trade because Hunter Rental's got power. He can hit 20 home runs, and he hits for average, and Rental doesn't hit that much average. That's why I thought... The, the Padres really won the trade. Well, you opinion. look at the Rays. They have a lot of guys with average. You know, you go down the list, Joey Wendell. Uh, Meadows. Uh, Meadows. Uh, Meyer, not so much. But uh, there's a bunch of guys on that team that do hit for average. And I don't think that this this one trade, you know, takes them out of the equation. I, I just would have kept Sam, in my opinion. Ryan, you have anything to say? I, they, um, they, they, they could have kept Sam, but... They traded with um, Tim up with the Padres, and I think I still think it'll help the Padres a lot. So, what do you guys give the Rays on the offseason so far? I'll give them a B. Yeah. And I said B plus. Uh, I give them a, a straight B. Okay, so you both say B. I got a B plus. Um, let's go over to the Red Sox, who continue to sh- uh, attempt to um cut payroll. They haven't done so yet. They've got Martin Perez on a one year six million deal, and uh, Jose Peraza on a one year six million deal, and then they also traded Sandy Leone to Cleveland. So the Boston Red Sox continue to get worse and worse, and a huge smile goes to my face. But the biggest story of the offseason for the Red Sox would be the Mookie Betts trade rumors. Where do you guys see Mookie Betts going if he gets traded? You know, with Mookie Betts, I think he's going to be out of Boston. And I think the Dodgers certainly have a shot at him, but I would, a sleeper team for Mookie Betts would be the Cardinals. What are you, Ryan? Um, I don't think Mookie Betts is going to trade this offseason. They're going to keep him one more year. I think they're definitely going to try and shop him, but I don't see a team with one year left in free agency going to blow the bank open for this guy. And uh, I wouldn't doubt that with Stevie Cohen's money next year for the Mets that they will make a big push for him. So with that being said, I give the Red Sox a straight C for the offseason so far. Offseason, I give them a, a D. They haven't done anything really. The best signing is, in my eyes, Jose Peraza. I give him a C plus. So next we'll move over to the Toronto Blue Jays, who so far signed uh, Tanner Roark for two years, Shun Yamaguchi for two years, and traded for Chase Anderson. And so the question is, how close are the Blue Jays to contending now? I, I think the Blue Jays are, are very close here. I think, Joe, you gave that grade a B-. minus. I think that's way too low. I think the, the Blue Jays this year, with their two pitchers, could be a 91 team this year, I think. <laughs> Hot take. Um, I don't think maybe 90 teams. Uh, 90 wins, excuse me. Um, I say they're not contenders this year. No, I don't think they're contenders either. And but I, I still w- I still wouldn't doubt the the strong offensive core they have. I don't think they have the rotation or bullpen depth just yet. I think Roark's the clear opening day starter unless they make kind of get another move. You know they're interested in Hunter and Ryu. 
I mean, they also traded for Chase Anderson, like I said. But I don't think they're still a super team. I think they have one more year left. They need a couple more pitchers. So with that being said, I give them a good B minus. I give them a B. I give them an A minus. Oh, okay. And then now to finish off the American League East, we'll head to the they had to Baltimore, who uh, had a who had a pretty um interesting offseason. They've traded Dylan Bundy, the Angels, for four prospects, Jonathan VR to Miami for a prospect, and they also got Jose Rondon on minors deal. So which trade was better for Baltimore this year? The Dylan Bundy trade or the Jonathan VR trade? We'll start with Trevor. I think the Bundy trade was better. I mean, you get back four prospects who I think could be uh, something. Uh, here, so I definitely think the Bundy trade is better, and they gave up a guy who really has been producing really that much in the major leagues. Right? Yeah, Bundy. Uh, Bundy was a good three, two, three starter last year. Um, until Cashner got traded, he was a, a one starter. But yeah, I agree with Trevor that the that trade, um, really was better than the VR trade. Now, you look at the, the history of, of pitchers who have been traded out of Baltimore, and the one that pops into my head, and, and probably for you guys too, is Jake Arrieta going to Chicago. There was the season he goes to Chicago, he he starts his Cy Young uh, uh, career. And the best prospect they got back was Kyle Bradish, who had a four-year array and was the Angels' 21 uh, prospect. Now he's Baltimore's 26th. And the Jonathan VR trade, I wasn't a fan, do- fan of because who's playing second base next year for Baltimore? Jace Peterson, Richie Martin? I don't – there's no second baseman now. Yeah, they, they might as well just call up some guy from high school at this point. Yeah, he makes, he makes a good point for second base. But the thing I have is, so first base, they have Ryan Mountcastle, who's one of the top who's gonna be Who's going to be called up this year. But the problem is he's blocked by Chris Davis, who's still there. Yeah, no, you make you listen. You make a great point because he still has a couple of years, and maybe you know, maybe they cut him this year. Maybe this is the year where they've had enough, and they just eat the salary for a roster spot. But Ryan Mac- Mountcastle is definitely the guy to look forward to this year. And you have an interesting farm system with two really young arms, Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall, who look like good number one two starters. But they're still an A ball. They got some time. So other than that, I think Ryan Castle's the guy to look forward in Baltimore, and I give him a C plus. Season. I give him a, um, a D. I give him a B minus. All right, so now we'll move to the American League Central, where the Minnesota Twins they brought back Jake Odorizzi on a qualifying offer. He accepted that. Michael Pineda for two years, twenty million. He's still serving a PED suspension. Um, Alex Avila on a, Alex Avila on a one year uh, deal. He's going to work with Garver. Sergio Romo, who was good for them last year, he's back on a one year five. And CJ Crone was non tendered, who they got from Tampa Bay. So, what does Minnesota still have to do here to complete their offseason? We'll start with Trevor. Well, the one the one thing you did forget is he did sign Tyler uh, Clipper to a one year deal. That happened. That you know what that happened yesterday. I forgot to add that. Good point. But um, no, I think the Twins. The one thing they're missing is the big starter. They're still missing that. The bullpen is solid. The offense is solid. I think they're one starting pitcher away. I think they're just missing a starting pitcher because Odorizzi is solid. Florio mm-hmm. is solid. They're just missing that one. Kind of ace. The same thing, similar to the Yankees uh, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And they still managed to win 103 games. Sorry, Ryan, but they still managed to win 103 games last year, even without it. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, that, that, that's facing the Tigers and the Royals. Like, uh, oh, good, good point. Good point. Go ahead, Ryan. 
Um, yeah, I was going to say that um, <coughs> they have great offense. They have a, 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 a decent rotation. They have, a, I say, a good rotation. Um, but the bullpen, the bullpen um, they're one of many teams that have a bullpen that blows games. No, without a doubt. And now they have a hole at first base. What are they going to do? And the first base market isn't really that good. I mean, you can go with an Eric Thames off the market. There's not a lot of good first basemen left, unless they have someone in the system I'm just not aware of. But other than that, I give the Twins an A-minus this offseason. You got Cruz. Cruz, true. Yeah, I, he's, yeah, he's a DH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I can't play first. So what do you guys give the Twins? Hey, one thing for the Twins I'll say is they might sign Encarnacion to play first. That's a, uh, no, that's a good point. No, he's still out there too, and I I have a whole list of free agents. I have him under the age. Mark Trumbo's out there too. He might get him uh, a deal with someone. I could see him going to the Angels, maybe getting a deal. But um, you know, what do you guys give the Twins? I, I give him an A minus. Yeah, I'm giving them a, um, a straight A. Ooh, okay. Um, over to the Cleveland Indians. They're, I mean, only competitor last year. Who, the biggest deal of the offseason was trading Corey Kluber to Texas for Delano D. Shields and Emmanuel Chase. And, um, I mean, they acquired Sandy Leone, non-tenured Kevin Ploiecki. And the Lindor rumors continue to swirl. So even with Corey Kluber out, does the Indians rotation stand a chance against the AL Central? And are they still a playoff team? Start with Trevor. Um, I mean, the, the rotation is still good. You got Shane uh, Beaver, who's not bad. But I would make the argument point right now that the White Sox are as good or better than the Indians right now. I think they're as good as the Indians, at least, the White Sox. Right. Yeah, I agree that the, the White Sox, it's going to be, last year was a two-team race in the, the division. And now I won't even give the Indians a chance. I say it's still the two-team um, division, but the White Sox have replaced the Indians because um, the Indians are starting to get into their rebuild. Now, Trevor, I like what you said about um, how the team is getting a little um, worse and the White Sox are now becoming the, the, the new team in the Central. And it could get even worse in Cleveland if Lindor is traded. And the past couple of days has been heating up. Uh, you know, you see a team like the Dodgers and the Mets involved. Um, if, if they get rid of, rid of Lindor, they're for sure out of the playoff race, in my opinion. I, I agree. And I think right now they might not make the playoffs. Even uh, even with the Lindor right now, and and I would go to safe to say that the AL Central is probably or maybe the weakest AL division. I mean, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt, Ryan. Yeah, I agree that the um, the Central is the least competitive division. You got the the Tigers who lost over 115 games last year. You got um, you got the Indians now who. Um, Appear to be going into a rebuild. The team right now. Yeah. yeah. You got the Royals who um, just went downhill since 15, 2017. And yeah, you got the, um, the White Sox and Twins. So, with that being said, I give the Indians a D this offseason just because I'm so against what they're doing over there. And now they're a third place team, in my opinion. I gave them a, uh, I gave them a D minus. Ooh, wow. Right? Yeah, I, give them, I give them a C minus. 
Ooh, okay. So we're we're all in the lower range, and I'm happy about that because listen, they spend like a small market team, and I know they're like right in the middle of big of middle market, small market. But you gotta at least put some. They, that's one of the biggest waste of talents. That 2016 run, they got they should have won at least one World Series this score. Uh, over over to one of the most interesting teams in baseball, the Chicago White Sox. Brought back Jose Abreu. He accepted a qualifying offer. Steal of guys, Monty Grandal for four years, seventy three million. Traded for Nomar Mazzara. Are the White Sox serious division? contenders now? Um, you know, I think the offense is getting, I think Eloy Jimenez is certainly an offensive talent. I, I don't think they're ready to win the division yet because they just signed Gio Gonzalez to a one-year deal, mm-hmm. which was, uh, which helped them. But I think the White Sox, again, with Giolito, Gonzalez, that's two, but I still think they're missing that one pitcher, I still think. Oh, without, without a doubt. With that being said, I give him an A minus. That's because listen, you saw the top prospects of like Luis Robert is going to co- probably come up this year and play. He had a monster year in AAA. This team is at least going to be fighting for a wild card. And by the All Star break, I can see them, you know, a game or two out of uh, the second wild card spot. So, what would you guys yeah. give the White Sox? I give him a uh, B plus right now. Yeah, B plus. Kansas City Royals, they um, continue their rebuild. Sign Mike, Mike Franco, who was non-tenured to a one-year, $3 million deal. Hire Mike Matheny in the offseason. Franchise face Alex Gordon walks away. Um, what's left in Kansas City now? What's to look forward to? Well, I don't understand Mike Franco signing. You have 100 those right there, base. Why would you sign this guy? You could be looking for something else. But with that being said, the Royals lineup is a halfway decent lineup mm-hmm. with a lot of major leaguers in there. Yeah. With Merrifield, Dozier, Soler, who had a power house season. You're getting Salvador Perez back. So the Royals lineup is not bad for a team that's 100 lost. Yeah, but the pitching is just, it has got to be bottom three in the offseason. Right. Brian? Um, what's to look forward to? Um, the hiring of Mike Matheny. To, uh, what to look forward to. I like that. I like it. No, that was, you got to look forward to, to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the best in baseball, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really want to go there because I heard it's a really nice stadium. Yeah, they got the fountains. So, with that being said, I'd give them a C-plus this offseason. And it's hard to grade these bad teams because you have to look at what they did to you know try and improve, but also what they're doing off the field. And Mike Matheny was a great, great hire. So for it, it was tough for a team like this, but I give him a C plus. I give him a D minus. Ooh, wow! So I'm the highest here. Okay, by a lot. Uh, over to the Tigers, who I mean, it's sad when your most notable offseason acquisition is Austin Romine on a one year, four million dollar. It was just a bad year for the Tigers. Forty seven, one fourteen. I mean, the the farm system as we look at it, they got four top hundred prospects with Casey Mize headlining them. Nothing at the major league level. Ron Gardenhire has nothing to work with. So in Detroit, it's going to be another horrid and and disgusting year. So with that being said, I give him a C minus. I think some of the pitchers now have some experience. Um, they might be not a hundred fourteen loss team, maybe a hundred thirteen loss team, but um, um, now they uh, yeah, I think the pitchers have a little bit more experience than the hitters, and maybe they win sixty games this year. <laughs> Jared, I give the Tigers a C. All right, all right. Um, 
But yeah, there's never, 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 really nothing to look forward to in all sports. Look at the Red Wings, the Pistons, the Lions. They're all really bad. If I'm living in Detroit, I, I might move to like Milwaukee or something like that. <laughs> um, over to the AL West, and we talk with the Houston Astros, who are now dirty, rotten cheaters. And so I've already talked a lot about this. So I want you guys to give your opinion, starting with Trevor. What should happen to the Houston Astros? Very tough. I mean, you know, you can't you can't say you gotta take the World Series away from them. I mean, you know, they still had a really good team. Can I can, can I can I can I interrupt you there and, and tell you something? Can I tell you what I want? Sure. I okay. So let's let's start with this. I want the World Series removed. I want draft picks for the next five years out. I want no free agency for two years. Top prospects out. I want them. Suspend. I not suspended. I want them punished to the fullest extent. Rob Manfred at this point has a team messing with the integrity of his game. His game, and we bash Rob Manfred a lot. And he's a really bad commissioner. But establish yourself. Hold your ground. The Houston Astros mess with the integrity of your sport. Would Would your view have changed if it was the Yankees? No. The- yes. Yeah. No. It wouldn't. No. No, but I'll tell you what. I love the Yankees, but you know I love baseball too. And if the Yankees were gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cheat as a team, yeah, I'd be disappointed. I really would. Yeah, they, they. I think they should get draft picks taken. I wouldn't say to the full extent, extreme, but definitely take something. Why not? Like Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, but free agents. They say you can't take any free agents. I mean, Why not? Yeah. Why not? They they cheated. They cheated to win a, a championship. You can't do that. Well, let's not. I mean, yes, they, they did cheat, but you know you got to give some credit. I mean, that team was still really talented to to still get there. Dude, they went from almost dead last to first in strikeouts when coming to not striking out. I'm just saying there was a lot. There was a lot of improvement from 2016 to 2017. Something definitely happened. Let's not let's not deny that. Something really happened. Well, we definitely found out that something happened. But the one thing, but I would say draft picks, and I would say one year of free agency, not two. I want the World Series gone too. No, I do. It's Listen, it's, it's this is really big. I don't think people understand. That. They underestimate how big this is for for this for, this for the sport in general. Uh, I think I still think the the taking away the World Series is too extreme. Yeah. Whatever you guys say. But um, Garrett Cole leaves. You got Joe Smith on a two-year, $8 million deal. Martin Maldonado's back. Aaron Sanchez is out. I give the Astros a C plus. They didn't do enough to – because they're going to get – they're going to get – they're going to get heavily – um, uh, right, uh, what's the freaking word? I can't, I can't speak. They're going to get um, a lot taken away from them. So I think right now what they're doing is they're trying just to get everyone back so they can't be punished a lot. But um, no, they haven't done a lot to supplement their team from last year. Um, yeah, so I give them a C plus. What about you guys? I give them a C plus. Uh, I give them a C. Oakland Athletics. Um, they got Jake Diekman back on a good uh, team friendly deal. The biggest move for them was trading Jerickson Profar to um, San Diego for Austin Allen and Buddy Reed. Um, Profar, a former top prospect, hasn't really panned it out in the majors yet, and he's gonna play. He's gonna play uh, uh, the the fourth sec- the fourth uh, excuse me the fifth infielder in San Diego now. So, with that being said, I give the Oakland A's a B. I give 
I give DAs a, a B minus. I like the, I like the pro four trade, but the one thing I don't like is they, they, a big loss in Blake Terrain because now who could get to Liam Hendricks? That's my point now. What's the bridge to get to Liam Hendricks? Good, good point. point, Ryan. Uh, I give the Athletics a um, a C. Mm. And I think the bullpen, sure, we brought up the bullpen. It's a great point. You look in that bullpen. I mean, you have a guy like Luke Trevino still. You have, I'm forgetting the guy. Um, uh, I forget his name. Uh, I can't remember his name. Damn it. Um, I forget. It'll, it'll come to me. But they have a couple guys in that bullpen that still get to Hendricks, who was lights out, by the way, uh, last year. Um, Angels. This has been a roller coaster offseason for them. They've missed out on Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. Uh, a compensation pick for that was getting Anthony Rendon for seven years, 245. They've traded for Dylan Bundy. They've signed Julio Tehran. They cleared ca- um, salary cap with Zach Har- Cozargo in San Francisco. And they hired Joe Madden. So, was this enough of an offseason for the Angels to be in the mix for a playoff spot now? Yes. I think yes. The one point I would say is they gave up too much to get Dylan Bundy. I mean, that's a lot before prospects to get this guy. I don't know if they're playoff contenders yet. I like the offense. I don't think it's what everyone says it is, but the rotation is just awful. So right now you're, you're looking at and the bull, the bullpens. It's it's not it's not it's not like extremely bad. I mean it's bad. It's not like really bad though. But the but who's the opening day starter for the Angels? Bundy. No, Otani. Otani. Oh, I, oh, I forgot about Otani. That's, that's, I wonder if they use him. It, it really depends now because they can use him in the lineup opening day They can, or they can start him opening day. I say put him in the lineup, but you got you got Joe Madden as your manager now who um, brought the Cubs to their first um, World Series championship in 90 years. Um, he brought the Rays to uh, playoff appearance. Mm-hmm couple of them, and I think Madden's going to have a big impact on this team, bring them to the playoffs this year. Now, Ryan, I do want to point out something. So, Joe Madden said that when Otani pitches, he would consider forfeiting the DH so he can have him hit. Um, what do you guys think about that? Start with Trevor. Sounds a little, sounds a little crazy. Do, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it's something we've never heard before. Ryan? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, why, I mean, why would you do that? I mean, there's certainly plenty of uh, DH options, and, and, and second of all, Another DH option could be when Joe Adele uh, comes up, even mm-hmm. do something like mm-hmm. Well, because you're already blocked in center field, you have Trout there. Where, do you, where are you going to put Adele? <sighs> I, Cole Calhoun, I guess. Uh, home. We do have some uh, freaking. We do have a free agent news right now. Actually, Jonathan Scope just signed a, t- uh, a deal with the Tigers, one year, six point one. So the Tigers have a second baseman. Uh, that's pretty cool. It just broke during the show. That's how. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So the t- uh, Jonathan Scope going to the Tigers for a year. <laughs> What, what did you say? Just as you said, Austin Omar, the biggest signing, and now Scope. Well, now it's so. Scope. It's a good. It's a good thing we didn't end uh, yet. Um, I don't think it changed anything for the offseason because they 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 got rid of Ronnie Rodriguez. They I think he went to, I think he went to Minnesota. He's a backup somewhere else now. But um, with that being said, I give the but Angels. The only, what? The only reason sign they the only reason why they signed Scope is just to trade him later in the season. That's my opinion. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're gonna trade. They might trade Romine too. <laughs> Um, but I give the I give the Angels a B plus this offseason. How about you guys? B minus. I give the Angels 
an A. Ooh, okay. Uh, going over to Texas, another really interesting team. They've really helped their pitching front. They've traded for Corey Kluber, signed Kyle Gibson, signed Jordan Lyles, signed Blake Swihart, and they've also traded Nomar Mazzara and Delighted of the Shields. Um, so not only is the outfield situation different, you have a really good rotation now. So it's going to be starting with Corey Kluber, and you're going to go down the line with Gibson, Lyles, Mike Miner, and Lance Lynn. That's a good one to five. And the outfield's now going to be with Gallo, Sinshu, Chu, and, uh, am I missing someone in the outfield? Um. I'm missing someone. I forget then. I know. Yeah, maybe him. I'm forgetting uh, someone. You can play outfield, though. Uh. I'll, 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 while you guys are, while, what do you guys think of the Rangers of Serious Contenders? While you're doing that, I'm gonna look up the outfield. <laughs> well, now I think the Rangers are contenders this year. I have to agree. I mean, the ball, I mean, the, the starting pitching's a solid. Uh, the bullpen, I don't know about that, but. Besides that, I think everything else looks pretty good for them. On the official depth chart, it's, it's listed as Danny Santana. So, I mean, maybe they're in play um, for... um. He was good last year. He was. I thought of him more of an infielder. I didn't really think of him an outfielder. But maybe with that being said, maybe they're in on, like, a stalling Marte. And we're going to get to the Pirates a little later because they're going to have a fire cell of their own. But, um, yeah. Yeah, where is... um? You still have Sinshu Shu and Willie Calhoun in the outfield. Look at this depth chart. So yeah, no, you have a pretty good team here. I don't think it's like I don't think it's World Series contenders, but I think they had a pretty good offseason. I give them a B plus. A B. I give them a D. A D. B B. Oh, I think you said a D. All right, uh, Seattle Mariners. Um, they've signed CJ Edwards and Kendall Graveman to a one-year deal. Traded Omar Navarez to Milwaukee for a prospect in the draft pick. They non-tendered Tim Beckham and Domingo Santana. Trevor, we're going to get to you on that. I know you don't like that. They got Nestor Cortez, and now the farm system's looking pretty good. So, Trevor, I know you won the golf at Domingo Santana. Go ahead. I don't understand. Like, you know, the guy was really good last year. A young guy, you're rebuilding, obviously. Why would you non-tender the guy? I think that... That boggles my mind. Why would you do that? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, dude, I was with you. And now that you look at it, I look at a team where he can land as Tampa Bay. They can I use another corner outfielder. You, you, you like him in Tampa Bay? We talked about this last year. Remember, we, we were together the week before the trade deadline, and we kept saying Domingo Santana to Tampa Bay. We liked it now, and we liked it back then. So I could totally see that happening. So with that being said... How about, how about the Mets? Maybe. Mm, Mets. Uh, Mets have a solid outfield. It would be tough to find him playing time. It really, unless you cleared up a lot of space, because you got Cespedes coming back too. Don't forget about that. That's so why you got it's a corner outfield. That guy, still on the lead. <laughs> he said he's gonna hit 50, 50 home runs this year. Oh yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, I give the Mariners a B minus. Go ahead, guys. C. I give him a C minus. Wow, all right. I, I just like the farm system over there, you know? Um, so now to the mighty New York Amazing Miracle Insert Adjective Mets, who have signed Michael Waka, Rick Porcello, who are going to be fighting for a rotation spot. They got Jake Marisnik, who I, I mean, I guess he's going to be the starting center field. That's an embarrassment if it is. Juan Lagares walks... Um, and they hired Carlos Beltran. So we're going to start with the rotation over here. Waka or Porcello? Who's your fifth starter for the Mets? Porcello right now. I think I think he's better. And you take a look. The Yankees signed the best pitcher 
in the major leagues. Meanwhile, the Mets can get these two guys who are <laughs> probably past their prime. Oh, yeah. And I would give it to Porcello just because of the fact that, well, one, he has a Cy Young. Let's not forget about that. But he's also the, he's going to be a senior member of this bullpen, uh, of this rotation. Last year, he made 30 starts. So he's going to give you innings, and he's going to go out there every fifth day. Durable. And, and Walker, like, yeah, durable, exactly. Walker's not durable. So Walker's going to be that long reliever you bring in. Someone's going to get hurt. Walker will start. You have Lugo just in case. Uh, the rotation's coming out pretty well. You still have the problems in the bullpen. And I have a problem with the center field of Jake Marisnik. I still think they need Starling Marte. What do you guys think they should do in center field? They should keep Conforto. Mm, not a fan of that. Trevor? I mean, I really don't know. I mean, Marisnik's really good at defense. I, I think they can do a number of options. I, I really don't think it's going to make a difference. The one part... I would say is last night I heard rumors Lindor to the Mets and the Mets would give up McNeil. I don't know about Ooh, that. I, I don't I don't like I that because where night. where do you put Rosario then? Does he go to center field? Yeah, I'm the Rosario. Because Rosario's a solid guy. He had a really good, he ended He's last under, season really, really well. Underrated for sure. I, I don't think Lindor's a good fit here. I, I really don't. I like I said this from the beginning of the offseason. I like Marte here. And if you can somehow package Marte with Keone Kella, who's a young bullpen arm, and you give up, let's say, a Dom Smith, a couple of top prospects, and maybe a Nimmo if the Pirates think that's a good deal, throw that out there and get these two guys in here. Yeah, yeah, you... Uh, I get that. But I still think... Conforto is a great center fielder, no. and Ahmed Rosario is very underrated. Conforto's not a center fielder. I, I just, I just don't think he's he's a type of player for play center field. Was he a left fielder, right fielder? Because I know um, I think he's a right. left, left, left. I think he, I think he can play both. Right? He's definitely a good. He's definitely a corner outfielder. He's not a center fielder to me. The Met, besides Seth Lugo, the Mets bullpen's uh, a mess, and the Mets outfield's becoming a mess. Mm-hmm. And you be- for this play? He's gonna play. Robert, he's probably gonna play against the lefties, and Nimmo will play against righties in left field. That's probably what's gonna be. Cessna can play in Syracuse. That's what he can play. <laughs> well, first he's gonna get back in the field. He might, you know, he might trip up the stairs going into the field and break his Achilles and tear his Achilles. So you you have to get him on the field first. Um, the foul line might trip him. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, with that, so yeah. With that being said, I give him a C. They also missed on Joe Girardi, who was a perfect fit for them. I mean. You go with another what if, and this team's based on what ifs. I mean, enough already. It's every year. It's what if this guy's good? What if this well, that guy's good? What if Carlos Beltran's a good manager? What if Edwin Diaz turns it around? It's a series of what ifs, and all I'm saying, I'm tired of it. I agree. You can't. They've been saying what ifs for years. Their last good year is 2016 when they made the wild card but lost to the Giants, and this hiring of Carlos Beltran is terrible for the Mets. I'm sorry, but. Trevor? I, I, I agree, and my grade on the Mets would be a C. Yeah, I give him a C. Um, unbiased, I give him a C. No, I, I, I don't think we're biased. I just, I just, I mean, I don't consider myself biased. Um, Atlanta Braves had one of the better off seasons, in my opinion. Got Will Smith, Chris Martin, Darren O'Day, Cole Hamels, Travis Darno, and Nicky Marcakis back. Uh, this team <laughs> is now the favorite in the National League. No Dodgers, no Phillies, no Nationals, no no one. This team's my no favorite. Dodgers. No, this team's better than the Dodgers. Sure about that? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I think they're much more young. They're much I, more exciting. I think there's more of a winning culture in Atlanta than there is in, in Los Angeles. I think 
I think they're as good. But in the outfield, you got to have Acuna, and you got to have this Waters and Pache guy who are coming up from AAA. Mm-hmm. And Marquez. I mean, you don't have to start Marquez. He could be your fourth outfield. He's on a very. He's on a one-year, four million dollar deal. Very team friendly, and he's had okay. a pretty. He's been very Joyce productive. Too. Who? Yeah, Joyce is a fifth. I want. Is he a free agent or is he or is he still on the I think he's team? Still the team. I think. He'll probably start the minor leagues then. So he's I can minor league contract. I give the Braves an A this offseason. Look what they did with the bull. They've reconstructed that bullpen. Again, bringing in Will Smith, Chris Martin, and Darren O'Day, and they got a top line starter like Cole Hamels. This team, this team gets an A from me. A minus. Um. Yeah, I give them an A. A good A. I think they're favorites from the National League East. The Washington, uh, defending champions, Washington Nationals, get Steven Strasburg back on a seven-year, $245 million deal. He only gets $1 million less AAV than uh, Cole did, which if you're Scott Boris, God, God bless Scott Boris, the guy who gets stuff done. Jan Gomes, two years, $10 million, and Howie Kendrick, one year, $6.25. Uh, I give him a B- this offseason. They didn't, they haven't, uh, they brought back Strasburg like they should have, and Kendrick and Gomes, but they haven't addressed the bullpen yet. I say they bring back Ryan Zimmerman. True. Yeah, I like that too, Trevor. No, I think it'd be a little harsh giving them a B minus. I mean, they brought back Howie Kendrick, Strasburg, and Gomes. I give them an A minus. I gave him a B. Listen, the bullpen's still a wreck. I mean, I, I get I, that, but it, they need they needed to take care. of what was theirs to start with, and they did. No, you're, no, you're right. And you know what? The bullpen argument is, I'm going to contradict myself. It's a little flawed because you can find guys in the in the minor leagues who will come up and have one year A's. You'll find guys like that. So, I mean, I still would have liked them to have a top-of-the-line bullpen arm with Doolittle. But, um, yeah, I, I stick with my B-. minus. Philadelphia Phillies getting Zach Wheeler on a five-year, $18 million deal. He's going to back up Aranoa, our good old friend Didi Gregorius, where the Phillies were fed up with Gene Segura's defense. He's on a one-year deal. They got Joe Girardi, and the, the one of the biggest surprises of the offseason was t- non-tendering Cesar Hernandez with Michael Franco. So do all these moves make the Phillies serious contenders? No. Ooh. They've been, quote-unquote, contenders for four years now, four years in a row, and they haven't done anything. You don't, you don't, you don't trust Joe Girardi with this with this team. No. Ooh, Trevor. I, I do. I do too. I, do, I without a doubt, I do. Because, They're better. Because they got Aaron Nola, they got Wheeler. They don't have a bad starting rotation. No. I mean, the bullpen, you know, a little shaky, but you know, the offense, Didi, Harper, McCutcheon. You already have the Braves, Nationals. And I'm gonna I'm gonna add the Mets in this division. The Mets. Are oh, timeout! Time, out, time. We, have, we have we have we have we have another free agent signing with the Detroit Tigers. CJ Crone is going to the Tigers too. Wow. Okay, so the Tigers are making moves during our show. How rude of them! Um, but go ahead, continue with the Phillies. They make anything. Meanwhile, what? <laughs> so he said the Tigers' biggest move is lost their own mind. Now they signed two guys. Well, I yeah, I, no, I told I I, I I I take credit for that. I janks them. That's I that's a my bad. Well, the, t- the Tigers went from a 40-win team to a 42-win team. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll be gone by June, Trevor. <laughs> uh, yeah, continue with the Phillies. Jose the next. <laughs> Rajay Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you talking about the Phillies? How, um, how that's a tough division. Oh, yeah. Who, who was talking? I, I interrupted them. Whoever was talking, sorry. No, Ryan was saying that the Mets could be better than the Phillies. I don't know about that. No, I, I don't agree with that, that whatsoever. Be, I was saying that they could be. They're in a division. 
I with think- a bunch of young talent that it's going to be hard to bring them into a postseason appearance. Listen, the Mets and the Phillies are very close. Uh, I think the Phillies have the edge. Just be, listen, you, they, even if they were equal, let's say they're equal on the playing field, which they're not. Joe Girardi gives them a, a huge advantage. I think yeah. people under, underestimate Joe Girardi. This team's a 90-win team. I think, they, I think they get 90 games. In a really tough division, they get 90 games with Joe Girardi. I give him an A-. 90 games won the division last year for the Braves. And uh, well, they, well, every team in this division got better. Every one of them. Marlins got better. The Mets have done less than the Marlins. That's, that's, that's I'm sorry. That's sad. That's really sad. <laughs> they get, yeah, I give the, I yeah. give the Phillies a, a B plus. Trevor, A minus. Ooh. Okay, so we all got A minuses here. I mean, we me and Trevor got A minuses. Another interesting team this offseason, the Miami Marlins. They've got Jonathan VR from Baltimore. They got Jesus Aguilar off waivers, Matt Kemp on a minors deal. And they also released Wei and Shen, who they're gonna owe twenty two million dollars in twenty twenty. And you know it a couple of they sign Yumi Garcia? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. But um to a degree, I think this team has gotten a lot better. And um, oh, I just want to also the, John Heyman. John Heyman. Yeah. I'm sorry. John Heyman just tweeted out that the that the um the Blue Jays are now in on Incarnacion and uh, Ryu yeah. and someone else. So uh, they just continue to interrupt our show. How rude of them! But um, like I was saying, the Marlins got so much better just from uh, last year's tra- trade deadline. They brought in two top hundred prospects. They have the third pick in this draft. And uh, their top prospects knocking on the door, Sixto Sanchez. Uh, Just think about if they didn't release, um, if they didn't, um, yeah, release uh, Stanton, Yellis, and Real Muto. Go ahead, Trevor. How good of a team. What do you think about the Marlins, Trevor? No, I think they're heading in the right direction. I think obviously, I think Don Manley's trying to do the best he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they did fine. I give an yeah, A. I, I, give, I give. Listen, I give an A minus. I think they had a really good offseason. I do. I got so much better. I give them a straight A. Yeah, I give them an A straight A. NL Central. This is probably the most boring division, with the exception of the Reds. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals got Kwang Hyun Kim for two years and eight million. They also re-signed Adam Wainwright. And the biggest in this offseason to me was the loss of Marcelo Zuna. And they've probably had the quietest offseason of any team. So what do the Cardinals need to do to get this offseason going? We'll start with Trevor. They will- I'm sorry, my bad. It's all right. You're good. I think what the Cardinals need to do is, I mean, they, the hitting is solid. I need to, they should have re-signed Ozuna. That's why well, I do think you need you need to get an impact bat. You do. You need you need some type of bat to solidify the line. You have Goldschmidt, and other than Goldschmidt, I mean Carpenter's all right. He he, he has he he's very streaky. As we lose Ryan, he'll be back in a second. Yeah, let's let's. I want to see him work in more than one year. I want to see what he can do in a full season. So other than Goldschmidt, I think I mean, Goldschmidt I mean, needs I mean, some protection. The Cardinals are eighty-five win team. I think. Oh no! Listen, I think they're I think they're a good team. I just think they need to do a lot more to get where they need to be. You know, you know what I'm saying? The Cardinals want to be a playoff team. They can't um, let someone like Ozuna go. No, with yeah, really, really. So I give him a C, a straight C. I gave him a C plus. 
So, another really interesting team. They've probably lost the most. The Milwaukee Brewers. They added Avisiel Garcia, two years, twenty million. They've signed Josh Lindblom and Brett Anderson, along with Justin Smoke and Eric Sogard. Traded Omar Navarez. Oh no, acquired Omar Navarez. Excuse me. Also acquired Luis Arias and Eric Lawler from San Diego for Trent Grissom and Zach Davies. They non-tendered Tyler Saladino and and uh, Travis Shaw. And the Josh Hamer rumors continue to swell. So. I don't know what the Brewers are doing. I want to give you guys a little chance to tell me what you guys think is up next for the Brewers. Uh, I'll start here, Joe. I think giving them a C plus. I think that was a little harsh. I mean, uh, harsh. They made, tell me what good. Some great moves. Sogard, Anderson, Novias, oh, they are a bunch of sec- they're a bunch of second rate players. I don't. They haven't done anything to amaze me yet. All right, but you know, the Brewers are. A good team. You put them at yellow. Yeah, but they're they're not the Tampa Bay Rays. They can they can spend a little bit of money. I don't think the Brewers are probably the division favorites right now. Ooh. No, I would not think so at all. I would give them the nod. I think they're a third place team. Well, I don't know about that. The dude, they I they they haven't done enough to add to add anything. I don't listen. Poor Yellows is all by himself now. He has no one left to him and Lorenzo Kane are gonna be holding down for nothing there. Um, Trent Grisham <laughs> was traded. And uh, yeah, he uh. What did you guys think of that trade when they when they tr- got a Luis Arias and Eric Lawler? I thought it was a steal for the Brewers. I thought it was too. I mean, Arias was kind of written off, and I I have a list here of players that were written off. Number one, especially from San Diego, Anthony Rizzo. Okay, going to an NL Central team. So I'm not saying Luis Arias is going to turn into Anthony Rizzo, but him paired up the middle with Keston Herrera, it's gonna be a good one-two punch up the middle. And I that, that was probably the best thing they did this offseason. Close to close was Omar Navarez, but um, I think they had an all right offseason. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like what they're doing over here. And then they continue to, to shop Josh Hader for some reason. I'm not a fan of that either. So I give them a C plus. I don't, I don't like what they're doing in Milwaukee. I give them an A minus. Wow. Oof. I give them, a, I give them a C. Wow, oof, <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> what what do they do to get an A? Let's, let's do this. What, 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 what I, mean, do you... I think they made a lot of good moves, you know. With Yelich and all that, I give them an A minus. They made a lot of good moves. Sneaky I, good move. I just think they brought in a bunch of like second rate players that I, they're not going to perform. I don't think they. We'll, we'll see. Well, only time will tell. We'll come. We'll we'll be back in in the middle of, in the middle of July to, to we'll bring up the Brewers discussion. And if the Brewers are first place in the NL Central, Trevor, uh, you know what? Let it be. Um. So Chicago Cubs this offseason, who also continue to cut payroll, hire David Ross as manager, replacing Joe Madden, Hernan Perez, Brandon Morrow, and minors deal. Let's get back to Brandon Morrow in a second. They non-tendered Addison Russell. The shortstop Ryan Tepero was signed, I think, yesterday, and then the Chris Bryant contender, uh, the Chris Bryant rumors continue to swirl. So, was the step back last year permanent, or was it a fluke? And the Cubs getting returned to the playoffs this year? Permanent. Ooh. I don't know about that. I mean, the Cubs' offensive lineup is too good to see this happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the middle. We have to see how this year goes. I, mean, I would say I think this year is the big year. Now. I say Brandon Morrow was important because in 2017, he was their closer. And if it wasn't until the end of the year when he got hurt, he was going to be their closer in the playoffs. So when Brandon Morrow is healthy, he's great. When, that's the problem. He's got to stay healthy, and he doesn't. So with that being said, I give the, uh, the Chicago Cubs a C. I give him a D+. Plus. Um, 
C-minus. All right. Let's go to Cincinnati, who made a really surprise. I was actually doing a show when this broke. Mike Moustakis made a, uh, signed a four-year, $64 million deal. They got Wade Miley a couple days ago for two uh, two years. Non-tenured Kevin Gosman, who went to San Francisco, and Jose Peraz, who, who went to the Red Sox. And they continue to be active in Francisco Lindor trades. And the name popping up is Nick Senzel to go back to Cleveland. Do you guys think Lindor is a good fit here in Cincinnati? No, they only have to young talent right there. I would leave it you know, leave it the way it is. Well I mean their short their shortstop right now is Freddie Galvis. I mean they could use a little bit of an upgraded shortstop. He's pretty good. Freddie Galvis is not bad. I, I, I mean he's not I know I wouldn't see him on a team going to the playoffs though. Unless he started with the Blue Jays last year. Let's let's not forget that. And no, but their their lineup is good too. It's not they got you know they got Vado and and Suarez and they got a, they got a bunch of good guys. Um, who, Aquino, who's the who's the guy that came up and hit like twenty home runs in five days? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think they're division favorites right now. That's they're my sleeper pick for the NL. They're the Reds will win the division next year. They get an A for the offseason. I give them an A too. Ryan, did you fall asleep, Ryan? I think Ryan's on our building. I think Ryan might have got delivered. Oh. I have to leave the building soon. <laughs> Ryan, you give the what do you get the Reds, Ryan? <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get back to him. Let's go to the Pittsburgh Pirates who get a B minus. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I give the Reds a, 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 a <laughs> We'll all agree. Uh, let's finish off the NL Central with the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are now entering a full-scale rebuild. They're shopping Starling Marte and Jamison Talion. So there are going to be a bunch of guys with different phases in Pittsburgh. They signed, uh, they hired Derek Shelton. They also got Ben Sherrington as the new GM. So a couple of train candidates I've identified as Marte, Talion, and Bell. If they're feeling, if they're feeling good, and the beginning of the end in Pittsburgh was either the Kyle Schwarber home run or for. For me, it was when they traded when they acquired Chris Archer, and in that trade, if we remind everyone, Austin Meadows, Tyler Glasnow, Shane Baz, three really good players, two of them playing in the major leagues right now, who are helping the Rays win, and a top prospect for Chris Archer. The trade was hideous, and I think it set them back a couple years. I think you agree. I mean, you know, Glasnow could be Cy Young. Meadows is pretty good. So the Pirates, they're going downhill. Without a doubt. And you look at the farm system. Mitch Keller, number 26, had an atrocious year in the major leagues. Key Brian Hayes, the third baseman, is number 36. And um, I think his name's O'Neill Cruz, is number 57. Uh, so the farm system isn't. It's not great. It's not bad either. So for the Pirates, I give him a B minus just because of the stuff they did in, in the front office. I give him a C plus. Is Ryan here? Or are we moving on? Yep, we're moving on. So let's go to the NL West. We start with the Los Angeles Dodgers, who missed out on Cole, Strasburg, Bumgarner, and Rendon. So what they do, they sign Blake Trenian. So this team, I, I wasn't opposed to them going big name shopping because I think I feared they were going to do that when they didn't win the World Series again. They were going to try and just sign some big guy free agent in hopes of them to win. But the team was pretty good. So, I mean, when this happens, you just got to keep rolling the same team out. So is there anything the Dodgers need to do to get over the hump? Anybody wants to go to the Dodgers. Mm, that's true. Well, I mean, they missed down a couple of things. They they help with the bullpen. Two, the starting rotation's a little bad, but right now I think the Dodgers they could win the World Series this year. 
I give him a I give him a C plus. Four biggest guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the team's still really good. Highest payroll in the MLB, I think. And they couldn't get Cole Strasburg, Bumgarner, Rendon. Cole didn't want to go to Los Angeles to begin with. Neither did Bumgarner. There's no way Bumgarner was going to go to Los Angeles. I'm sorry. Well, Josh Donaldson's also available. So if you want to, if you want to give up on Justin Turner, you can always go to Donaldson, who who has multiple four year deals. They better not give up on Turner. So I give them a C plus this offseason. I give him a D minus. Wow. I give him a, a C minus. Ooh, I'm the highest. All right, uh, Diamondbacks who continue to confuse me. Sign Madison Bumgarner, non-tender Steven Souza, and Tajon Walker. Um, I don't know what the D-backs are doing. I don't know if they're trying to win. I don't know if they're trying to just prepare for the future. I don't know what they're trying to do. They traded off a top prospect last year for Zach Gallen. To, they traded Jais Chisholm to Miami. Uh, so I give them a C plus just because I'm confused on what they're doing. Um, yeah, go ahead, guys. I give them. I give them a regular straight C. Okay. I'm confused what they're doing as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, if if they're gonna win, I want them to try and you know build some pieces around. I mean, they had a breakout year from Cantel Marte, so that helps out a lot. And you still have a couple of good pieces. So I mean, I guess they're gonna be around 500 like they were last year. Maybe Bumgarner gets them one or two more games. That's about it. So they get a C plus. San Francisco Giants. Signed Kevin Gosman, Tyler Anderson to one-year deals. Traded traded for Zach Cozart and hired Gabe Kapler to replace the great Bruce Bochy, non-tenured Kevin Pillar. So what's to happen now after the Madison Bumgarner effort? We'll start with Trevor. Well, I think the, the Giants are certainly in a, a rebuild. You know, Bochy's gone. You know, it's hard to replace him. The Giants are going to be in a rebuild. Oh, yeah. I like what the Giants are doing. It's, it's, I like what they're doing because they're continuing to build the farm system while also getting draft picks. I give them a C- because they didn't really do anything that amazing. But um, I do like what they're doing while trying to be competitive while trying to rebuild it. Um, San Diego, who had one of the better offseasons, signed Drew Pomeranz four years, $34 million, acquired Tommy Fan from Tampa, acquired Jerkson Profar, got Trent Grissom and Zach Davis from Milwaukee. Uh, are the Padres too left-handed? Are the Padres what? Two left-handed. Oh, oh. I think they, I think they may be a little too left-handed. Without what, this looking at it, you got Hosmer is really the only notable one. On the right side, you got Tatis, Machado. Getting rid of Renfo is big, but you still bring in Tommy Pham. There's a lot of righties in this lineup. So, what more do the Padres need to do to be a playoff contender? I think they've done almost everything they need to do. Just need to get another starting pitcher. So, so yeah, they they have a good they have a pretty good rotation, and they need that one starter too that could bring well, them into the postseason. Chris Paddock had that had that breakout year. He's going to be opening that starter. So I think it's finally time to put the tanks back into the garage and just roll the team, roll the troops out, and see what they can do. Um, and finally, unless you guys have anything you want about anything else about the Padres. I give him a B plus. I give him a B plus. Yeah. I give him an A. I think he had a great offseason. Drew Pomeranz very underrated. Had a really good year in the bullpen. He got, he got paid a lot, but I think he had a really good year. Um, and we'll close it off with the Colorado Rockies, who continue to sit on their hands. They got they extended Scott Obert for three years, $13 million, and that's it. That's all that they did one thing this year. So what's there to look forward to as a Rockies fan? Nolan Arenado. <laughs> but seriously, they're not a playoff team. I don't they're think not, they're, they're not a no. playoff team. They have a losing culture there. 
There's there's no benefit to winning. There's no reason to win. I just think they're a bunch of uh, the the fr- the front office has no uh wants to win. So for the first time on the list, I give the Colorado Rockies an F this offseason. I do take him an F. The only thing that the Rockies need to win is for every hitter to hit it to Arenado, <coughs> and you know what? The offense will take the rest. Um, but yeah, I give the Rockies the. Uh, yeah, you and us. That's wow. That's terrible. They had an awful offseason. So that's it for the teams. Um, that's it. So before we go, I want everyone here to quickly give me your World Series predictions for the halfway point of the offseason. Where, uh, what two teams are in the World Series? You guys. We'll start with Trevor. Yankees in the place. Ryan. Yankees, Dodgers. And I have Yankees-Phillies for a rematch of 2009. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. Before we go, uh, Trevor and Ryan, do you guys want to plug social medias? Go, go ahead, Ryan. Um, Instagram at the Ryan Kindler. Um, yeah, that's what I have. Trevor? Just uh, one thing. Uh <laughs> Trevor had enough and you can find me at Twitter on Joe Morales underscore and follow the show thanks to Ryan and Trevor this has been the MDM podcast